Hey, what it do with the business is? It is another week in the books with the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou. Man, holla at your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on social media. Absolutely, man. And I'm the same on those same social sites. I am Spike Lou. Tap in with your boy, man. You still Delta variant free out here, ain't you? Man, hey, lucky for me, I'm Delta free. For now, I'm going to stay my ass in the house. Are you listening to that Donda right now? I'm totally <laughs> tapped out on Kanye West. Is it? Do you have it? Did it come out or did he lie again? Nah, it's coming out next week. It's coming out next week, they say. If not again, this week. For the next month, they've said that. <laughs> to the Kanye West fans, man. Y'all some troopers, boy. We, hey, man, you, l- listen. Troopers, man. Listen, greatness. You got to wait on, on great shit, dog. You Do waiting you? too. Don't even worry about it. You? I'm, not, I'm not even listening to this. You can't wait. <laughs> um, hey, man, what you guys can't wait for is this is this full Nas album review that we got coming up on the show today. He dropped King's Disease 2 with Hit Boy. We're going to talk about that. Also, Def Jam has a new CEO. Does it matter? And Tyler, the creator, had a very interesting interview with Hot 9-7. Should we put him in a new A-list bracket? Are we sleeping on Tyler, the creator, as an artist? But first, Versus went down last week, the Locks versus Dipset. Um, listen, I didn't watch it, but the street said, excuse me, I didn't watch it on the first go round. I watched the rewind. Say. Streets were saying that it was a blowout. Um, per NBA superstar and hip hop historian LeBron James, he's now saying that Jada Kiss is the most underrated rapper of all time. Let's take it there first. Is Jada the most underrated rapper of all time? No. Slow down, hip-hop historian LeBron James. Slow it all the way down. Also, after the no one answered that question, what a great versus, man. Yeah, it was a shit. What a great versus. The locks came and showed they as the streets were right. This was a blowout. True. Like, there was, like, Cam, Dipset, all of those guys, it came to play. Say the kids didn't come to play. Yeah, they came. Now, to, they they didn't come to play. No, they didn't come to play at all. To answer LeBron's question, it's a real thing when they say Jada Kiss top five dead or alive. Like that was a real thing. I remember way back when his first album came out, people used to talk about how cold Jada Kiss was. So it's never been a thing of him being underrated. Sometimes being a good rapper doesn't equal the career that you think that they should have. When I think of underrated, I'm thinking of people that'll body you and you don't suspect it. Mm. Hey, the kiss is going to body you. Like if you don't know in the door that he's going to body you, you don't know much about rap. (laughs) But if I walk in and it's a nigga like black thought standing right there, or maybe even I think Freddie Gibbs is underrated or someone like maybe even like Rick Ross, who's had a great career. But when you think lyrics, you don't really think Rick Ross. And I got a really big underrated one, but we'll get into that near the end because I think this is like a, a hot take. I think Pac is underrated. I'll go and say it now. Like it's, it's amazing to me that people still think that Pac is some slow. Pac is like the Marvin Gaye of rap. Pac is Marvin Gaye of rap. Easy. Pac is Easy. nobody. Nobody thinks Marvin Gaye is underrated though. <laughs> but people, <laughs> touche, touche. To me, Pac is still the Marvin Gaye of rap. People try to say he's some slow, and I still see that to this day. What do you think when you think underrated though? Yeah, I don't think it's Jada. Like you said, 
listen, Top 5 Dead or Alive. He's been running with that for several years. He had an album called Top 5 Dead or Alive. Everybody has already kind of had him in the conversation. When I think underrated, underrated rappers, I'm thinking somebody like Beanie Siegel. You know what I'm saying? Somebody that it almost is kind of forgotten about at this point where he's at in his career. Somebody like Mac from No Limit. You know, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Underrated in that sense. Mac had two albums. They both were fire. He was on No Limit, so you don't really think lyricist when you think No Limit. So he was kind of under that shadow of P. That's underrated to me. Same for Beanie Siegel under that Jay-Z shadow and that loaded Def Jam roster at the time. I think that, and but he went toe-to-toe with Jay face like anybody you can put him in the room with anybody in his heyday and he had good projects to go along with that so I I think that's more underrated I get it it's the heat of the battle people were hype LeBron couldn't wait to tweet something about the battle I think the better tweet would have been the locks are the most underrated group Mm. you could say something like that I would have understood it a little more because honestly, this is the second time that either Jada or Jada and the locks did a versus and going into it. People thought they were going to lose. People thought Jada was going to lose to fab because fab had the commercial hits. People thought they were going to lose to Dipset because Dipset again had more uh, crossover commercial records that are widely more known. You would think than fuck you off the locks. We are the streets album. But when they play fuck you, when they come out to that and the whole crowd is word for word, I would have smacked you with the burner, but I know you'd sue. Like when they're word for word with the shit, you realize how much the streets, how much impact the streets actually have when it comes to hip hop. And it was good to see that. And, and Dipset got spanked, point blank period. Big facts. And to hit on another point before we get out of here, underrated as a group is absolutely right. Yeah, You hit it on the head. Coming into it, you're thinking Dipset, Flashy, Jim Jones is talking about jewelry and Cameron is talking about what niggas going to wear. When you look at the locks and you want to know what a professional rapper is, that's it. Yeah. Like, I know what to play. I know what the crowd is going to respond to. I know what you should be doing as a rapper and you're not doing it because you're not on here rapping like me. You got your fucking vocals playing in the background. I am the consummate professional. That's what the lock said. And when you're a consummate professional in your field of work, you always going to win. Talent is cool. Talent is great to have. Niggas like Tamron, Cameron, absolutely he's talented. Joel Santana is talented. But niggas like the locks, they talented and they put in work. It's a process to this shit. And the niggas shown you, like you said, Jada Kiss with the verses was underrated against Fab. They thought he was going to lose. This one against Dipset, they thought they were going to lose. But every time it shows preparation, them niggas knew each other's verses. Jewels didn't even know his own verse. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? This nigga, this nigga, nigga, she can walk off and fuck with Cameron and Jada can go his whole verse from 15 years ago on a song. This nigga Jewels can't remember shit from three years ago. Yeah. Yo, biggest song, bro, you don't even know it. It was like rough. Crap. And it goes to, like I said, being the consummate professional goes a long way in anything that you do, man. Shout out to the locks, dude. Did they take, did this take Dipset down just a notch? No. Nah. On the on the legacy tip. Cause the, the smashes are still there. Like old boy is still old boy. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, like dipset anthem is still dipset anthem. It just didn't come to play. Like you just got embarrassed and you just gotta live with that. She, but that real, don't. I, I still don't think that that takes away from what diplomatic immunity was, what that dipset movement was, and even what Cameron is. Cameron's still a monster, 
Yeah. Y'all niggas is just not the locks. It's really? like Jada Kiss said, y'all niggas is cool. Y'all just not us, though. Like, and it showed the world. Like, it's cool. Like, what y'all niggas did, that's cool. We're going to clap for it. We're going to go on tour. But y'all niggas can't do this. Like, y'all yeah. niggas ain't even got this right here. Y'all don't yeah. even fuck with each other like this to have this, dude. And she, that's what they showed people, man. That she, shit was cool to me. Sheik interview on Sway was really good. He said that they had a show. He said that he said they knew it was a rap when Locks and Dipset had a show not too long ago in like South Carolina, North Carolina, somewhere. And he said they all had a separate DJ. Jim had a DJ, Cam had a DJ, Jewels had a DJ. He said, when I seen that, he was like, also oh, rap. It's a rap. Because no they got one DJ and, and they DJ was killing shit. Yeah. He the underrated, he was underrated MVP of the night. Knew he was bodying that shit. When to drop it, all of that yeah. shit. And it's like you said with the different DJs, it was it's a rumor going around that Cameron was about to leave. Yeah. Before it even started. I don't know what that's about, but it was like he was about to walk out the door, maybe because it took too long. But that was a good night for hip hop, though. I really enjoyed I that. I really enjoy how the locks put on, man. That was a great verse. It's probably that was may have been my favorite one. And, and that's that, I was just about to say that. I know we're going to get to this Gucci, but a lot of people wrote verses off when they signed the deal. Oh, man, it's too shiny. It's ads in the video. It's HD now. I that's miss it. it when it was and it was more intimate. It was more. Listen, nah, this is it, buddy. Listen, this is the play. This Nigga, this 100%. shit is in 4K on yeah. the TV. I'm watching this shit through the fucking house speakers. Nigga, this shit sounded amazing, looked amazing. Had yeah. the crowd, crowd was shaking it. Big dog celebrities in the crowd. Like, no, dude, and this is what it was supposed to be. And Swiss and Tim know what the fuck they're doing. People got to trust the process. Good point there, because this is what we've always said, too. We want yep. people in the verses that are gonna entertain us. Yep. Like Dipset came to play songs. The locks came to like, I'm here to show you niggas what I do. This is a versus battle. Yep. Like they came with the type of energy that you got to have. Now imagine a nigga like TI to start doing that. Imagine yeah. a 50 cent with this. Like this shit would be crazy if niggas took it as serious as the locks taking and you see what it does for your career jada kiss streams were up so Crazy. the niggas on that oh i'm too big to be a versus tip now that's that's dead yeah nah, that's, that's a wrap like nah. that, that this could be the premier event of hip-hop swiss tim great job hats off applause kudos moving on your man's young gucci roderick davis is out here spreading love he's signing new artists to his 1017, I think it was New Brick Squad, a new 1017. Yeah. But he signed a new artist, Big Fizzle. Special thing about Big Fizzle from Arkansas, man, he's still in high school. Mm. He's a quarterback for his high school football team. Great signing him by Gucci, man. My question to you, Animal Brown, if you had a son in high school, would you let him sign to 1017? This should be great. Yeah, that, listen, that's a very good question. Shout out to Blytheville, Arkansas. Which is where he's from. That's crazy. Arkansas is about to become the new hotbed. Shout out to uh, Bankroll Freddie. But I, I will say this: if my son raps and he makes music that would attract a Gucci man, then I have to be cool with him signing with a Gucci man to ten seventeen because that's the subject matter that he's on on there. You know, it's street shit, it's trap shit, street shit. Actually, sounds halfway decent though. Like I wasn't mad at it at all. I, I checked him out and the other kid that he signed along with him. I think it's his partner. I forgot his name, Cootie or some shit. Young but Cootie. they. 
Yeah, they actually signed halfway. Like, I wasn't mad at it. Like, I was like, oh, okay, I get this. This this is on brand for 1017. So if I'm hearing my son, my son's going to the studio, oh, let me hear what you're making. Oh, this is what you're making. Then I can't be surprised when a street dude calls up and be like, yo, I want you on my label because you're making street music. So you the, I have to let it go if that's the case. And plus, I mean, Gucci know what he's doing in that boardroom, man. He's He's got an eye for talent. You can take your, he can take your career to the next level. I'm not mad at that. I'm here for that. What about you? A good question, man. Um, the name of the song is Bandit. That's his biggest song. Really cool, big fizzle. I like, I like that song. I, I do see the talent there. Yes, there are different situations where you can answer no to this question if you're set off well, if you got big fizzle college tuition paid for and you didn't <laughs> expect this to happen you thought he was gonna go get a scholarship in football and all of a sudden gucci man is at your front door wanting to sign your son the hell no i'm not doing it if i'm set up the way that i need to be set up i don't really want my son to be a rapper if this is something that he like was just doing in the background and was doing football in school and he's a nice kid that being said me checking in the big field that ain't the case like you said, he making street music. He's from the streets. It look like he got a real background. He talking about some real stuff. So if Gucci come to knock to the door and they changing my situation, let's go. <laughs> where do I need to sign when and where? Now, I would have some concern. Him yeah. being young, popular, quarterback of the football team, you're going to be exposed to a lot. I would have to have a conversation as a parent with Gucci man wondering how you going to take care of my child, though. That's a fact. I have him in the studio with niggas just on the drink, and I don't really care about smoking, but niggas ain't finna just be sipping syrup, pouring my, my, my son up cups. Like, I'm gonna have to be there at first to set some ground rules. I 100% like, I'm going on tour as the manager until niggas know, like, you don't even need to offer him to drink, bro. Like, his dad gonna come shoot everybody in here, man. Like, this is gonna be some fucked up shit. Niggas gonna get murdered, then his dad going to jail. So, don't even offer him no drink. But yeah. like, just it, it would just have to be some ground rules set. And at this stage in Gucci Man's career, you're right, man. Like he's great in the boardroom. I wouldn't rob my son of this opportunity with someone who put the Migos, Young Dolph, all of these premier acts out right now. I would give my son the opportunity for something he loves, and it looked like this kid loves this. Yeah, this reminds me of when Wayne, um, when, when his mom was close to him when he signed with Cash Money nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Like, yo, you still can't cut. Wayne couldn't cuss. He couldn't go certain places with them. So you've definitely, and then it was 12, which is nuts nine, when you think about it. When first met him, they were nine. That's crazy. Like, yeah, that, that's nuts. Think about your nine-year-old going to hang with rappers all day. Yeah, that's especially Birdman. That's a um, lot right there, bro. I will say this, if though. If you come from nothing, then that's a chance you got to take. Yeah, that, no, that's true. You got to roll the dice. And listen, things can go left. We see he's got two artists right now that are behind bars. Fujiano behind bars, and so is Pusheisty. So... Yeah, you know, you you want to take you want to handle with care. He needs a handler, and it would be me for the yeah. first X amount of with months, and then strap. eventually somebody showing. else would be it. Me with that big strap showing. Who was old dude in the studio with the gray in his beard? <laughs> <laughs> That's Big Fizzle, Daddy. He cool. <laughs> he cool. Shit. Now, now I, I will say this helps being clone Gucci and not pre, uh, hey, yeah, not this, regular ten seventeen. This new ten seventeen. I deal with that. The regular 1017 yeah. brick squad Gucci. I don't know about that. If it's Gucci throwing bitches out the car, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. that. Nah, we gotta have that. a further conversation about where my son going. But just stick to football if that's the case. Facts.
Um, next up, man, Tyler, the creator, man, fresh off of being crowned, having album of the year by Pusha T. Um, he did an interview on Hot 97, about an hour and a half. Really, really good interview if no one's checked it out. He spoke about not getting respect um, as much as some of the other A-list artists in the game. My question is simple. Do we need to put more respect on Tyler, the creator's name? Is he now considered an A-list rapper? My answer is simple. No. Uh, Tyler is a great artist, man. But in that interview, he went on to say why he's not an A-list. Well, he stated something that showed me why he's not an A-list rapper. Khaled made that rant and he said, oh, I went on about my day. I didn't care. I went to go rap in Europe and I had a show. It's not what A-list rappers do, bro. If you come at me, I'm bodying you. I'm showing you how this rap shit works, just like Jada Kiss did with Cameron. Oh, Khaled, your fat ass got something to say. Let's go to the studio. This, I'm making you look stupid because I'm that cold. Don't ever mention my name again. You got to have that killer instinct, man, if you're going to be on the A-list. Let me tell you some other niggas that didn't care. Ja Rule didn't care. Look where he is now. Jay-Z didn't care when Ether came out, and then you had that lackluster response that his mom was calling about. Then when he cares, you got Blueprint too. You can't be a nigga to say, oh, I want to be this, then try to do it your own way. There is groundwork for how to be an A-list rapper, and he can't avoid confrontation when niggas come at him and say, oh, I'm on my flower boy shit. I don't care. That's cool. You can be a great artist, but when we talking about rap and talking about shit like what Jada Kiss did in the garden, you got to have that killer instinct, bro. And Tyler just doesn't have it. And I say that from him letting Khaled get it. Like, there's no way if I got bars, a nigga like Khaled would ever say my name, bro. Like, don't ever mention me in no discontentful type of way, my nigga. Everything you say about me better be positive coming out of my your mouth. I'm going to roast your fat ass. And I ain't going <laughs> to do it in no disrespectful way, dude. I'm going to do it like Tyler does it funny. But you're going to know not to speak my name again. That's what makes you A-list, dude. When people are like Drake, like niggas ain't going to just mention Drake's name. Like, yeah. you're not mentioning Kendrick Lamar's name. You say J. Cole name, you're going to be ready for smoke. But Khaled went and said, oh, ain't nobody listening to this nigga in the barber shop," and didn't get no smoke back. You got to have a smoke if you A-list, bro. He popped his shit in the interview, though. He, he popped his shit a little bit. Rapping. He got turned up. Meek Mill talks, nigga. Niggas rappers rap. Meek Mill and other niggas that get bodied in diss songs tweet and talk in interviews, nigga. Rap, nigga. Um, I'll say this, man. He's not an A-lister, uh, mostly because he's been rapping since 2011. You know what I'm saying? That's well, that, that's when his debut album came out when he was, of course, part, part of Odd Future. He's hit his stride lately, um, eight, nine, ten years into the game with Flower Boy Igor and then this latest Call Me If You Get Lost. So I feel like he's in his prime. I don't know if I would call him an A-list rapper, though, because if you look at Igor, the album that won Grammy for Best Rap Album of the Year. Nominated. No, it won. Damn, he won? He won in 2019 for it. And he, when he accepted the award, he was like, he, he, he kind of had like a speech like, man, I appreciate this, but I'm, it's bittersweet because y'all put me in the box of rap and you heard the album and it's clearly like more elements to it than just rap as a matter of fact he really didn't rap that much on that album dude so people don't really count that they're like yeah. eh, it's bro are you a rapper or not like niggas that's what i'm saying awards for rap and like quit quit muddying the waters and then get mad when people don't know where to place you like that's on i that's, feel like that's on him more so than anyone else if niggas giving you a grammy for women for winning 
rap album of the year and then you're going on the radio saying oh well niggas don't give me the respect as an a-list rapper you just won a grammy for rap album of the year bro like what what do you want I guess I guess it's different. I guess he wants to be mentioned when somebody mentions the Cole, the Kendricks, the Drake. He wants Tyler the Creator listen mentioned right next to it. Khaled was easy work. That was easy work. You want to be body? You want to be mentioned with them niggas? Khaled he offered himself up as a sacrifice, dude, and you let the nigga walk away. I man, I nobody put Khaled in a rap song, man. That's the point. That's that's what's great about it. Ain't nobody doing that but a nigga like Tyler. That would be fantastic. Ain't he funny? Like that shit would have been great, nigga. A DJ Khaled diss song? Come on, man. That, that would have been fantastic, nigga. I ain't talking about hit him up or nothing like that. Just some honest oh, nigga. This this nigga wanna be okay. I got something for you. That's four minutes of straight flames, nigga. That would have been interesting. That would have been really good. He got to add some more. He, he just got to add some more to the Arsenal man of just straight hip hop albums, though. Like this last one, this last one was fire. Now you have to do that again. The melodic shit, the, the shit with the chords and the melodies is cool. That's cute. It's really good music, but you're not going to get looked at as a top tier rapper when you make, when you kind of dance in that in that lane like that. It's just not going to happen. He don't know. I fuck with him. I fuck with him now way more than I did when he first came out. Big facts. Big way facts. more. It's funny as hell. Um, before we move on, Nori was asking because <laughs> you know Vince Staples and Tyler got this kind of weird back and forth that they be doing. <laughs> yeah, Nori yeah, was yeah. Like weird. you cool? He was like, yeah. Uh, Earl cool. He was like the other nigga, weird ass nigga. Ain't no way I hang with him the whole day. <laughs> he was talking about Tyler. They've done that interviews together and shit, man. They got they just fucking around. Yeah, that shit was funny. All right, before we move on to the topic of the day, reviewing Nas's King Disease Two, we want to get out of here by announcing the news with Def Jam. They have a new CEO. Please forgive me if I mispronounce his brother's name, Tunji Balung, but something of that nature, B-A-L-O, Balogun, Tunji mm. Balogun. My question to you, man, he has the new seat at Dev Jam. He's got a solid history. Can he bring Dev Jam back to prominent status in the music game in 2021? Um, Probably no more than any of the last six CEOs that have been appointed in what seems like the last six years. Um, that seat has been rotating. We've seen Eminem's man, old manager or current manager Rosenberg he just sit in that Rosenberg. seat. Yeah, uh, I know. I know Snoop just got uh, appointed an executive position, high level position at Dev Jam, executive director or something like that. They're pulling out all the stops, man. Listen, congrats to this young man. Um, started off as an intern at Warner, worked his way up through Interscope as an A and R. I love seeing success success stories like that. Shout out to all the young um, A&Rs out there working at the labels. Shows that you can be CEO of a once storied record label like Def Jam. Uh, but to be honest, it does not matter who the CEO is if they do not have any talent. Um, that's what matters the most. Back in the day, obviously, they were the shit. Now they haven't really had any big superstars in a stretch. You find me three or four superstars and add them to the label, then it will matter who's CEO. Until then... Uh, man, who knows what it'll be this time next year? <laughs> so, this isn't a big deal to you at all. Nah, not really, man. It not not. It's there's been too many moving parts. This hasn't been a big deal since Jay was CEO. Mm. That was the last big CEO splash, and other than that, because nobody's repping Def Jam anymore. They all have, they have their own labels. They rep ten seventeen. You know what I'm saying? They they rep four PF. Nobody reps the the district the distributor no more. Nobody cares about that shit. That's so it's not point. the same. 
And that's a good point you bring up. And I think that's the reason that he won't be able to do this brain death jam back to prominence because a big label like that can't really show the love that like, if I got four PF or if I got uh QC, if I got 1017, if I got uh cocaine music group or whatever God, he calls it now, when you're Def Jam, your reach is not as strong as it was back in the day because there are so many subsidiaries of it. So artists aren't going to rep. You're not walking around with Def Jam jackets. You're not saying I signed to Def Jam anymore because it's just not cool. Now, can he make this cool? I'm not sure. I've heard, I've seen his progress up through the ranks. He got people like Lucky Days, man. He's had people like Freddie Gibbs on the label. Like he Price has the background. Right. I'll just give him, you know. Yeah. Exactly, but I I just can't see Def Jam executives, Def Jam street teams going out to reach young artists and have them saying, "Hey man, I just signed a Def Jam." Yeah. He, especially if they have their own following, these kids have social media now. They do so much on their own. The things that Def Jam used to do that make kids successful, they already do it themselves now. So they looking at Def Jam like, "What am I doing over here?" In the sports world, I would compare it to ESPN. It used to be a big deal to be on ESPN, get on ESPN, but now you see people going the other way. I'd rather do my own thing, Jamel Hill, Michael Smith. People are leaving because they can do or have what ESPN gives you on their own platforms. You may not have the reach, but you're going to have more of a say of what you do, and I think that's what artists, creatives are more in tune for now. So it makes it hard for big companies like Def Jam. Yeah, it doesn't matter, man. Listen, the history doesn't play as much as a part anymore with these young dudes, bro. Mm -hmm. Like if like like a nigga getting drafted by the Bulls doesn't care about what what happened in the eighties and the nineties, dude. Like and it's about what have you done for me lately? And Def, Def Jam hasn't done a damn thing lately. Um, I couldn't name three people on that label today. Um, and if I could, they would. I would just be guessing and thinking that some of the older cats were still on there. Like is Jada still on Def Jam? I think. I think Two Chains maybe on. Two Chains may have just ended his time at Def Jam. Like who knows, dude? So it doesn't really matter anymore. But again, salute to him. Salute to our A and R's and our young execs out here, man. Shout out to Street Symphony. Um, I see you, Mon, working. Like, just shout out to the, the, the oh young boys, man, because I would love to see them grow to be a new. I, I hope he goes to, and kills it. I hope he signs three superstars, nigga, and Dev Jam is back shaking it and it's all praises due to him. That would be lit. Uh, but I just don't see it, though. No, I don't. When I Google Dev Jam artists, Uh-oh. it says Kanye West, Public Enemy, Logic, Jay-Z, Big Sean, Method Man, The Diplomats, Method Man and Red Man, Neo, The Isley Brothers, Drew Hill. The Isley Brothers? Yes. The fuck? Unladylike. Yeah, it's weird. Really weird question for you, man. Have Slow. you seen, before we move on? And this kind of ties into the Def Jam thing. Have you seen that this is pop on, on Netflix? I have not. Okay. They have uh, like it's four parts, and they were talking about the things that did pop, and they were talking about boys to men and the boys to men effect. Yeah. And, and you in rap, if there was a group like boys to men, a boy group, straight, clean cut. But they could like a slaughterhouse, but it was straight like these niggas got on polos and shorts with they look like Carlton, but could wrap their ass off. Would that work? No, it wouldn't no. work. Like, that would normal, only work. like regular niggas. I can't I can't. No. I'm not going to go kill a nigga. You know, I'm not. I don't look like I'll kill a nigga. I don't look anything like a traditional rapper, but I can rap like King Los. No, but and I'm going to say how it would work. It would work if it was kids, if it was for kids. Nah, he's I'm talking about like 20-ish people. Oh no. Nah. Nah. Really? 
the the, the hip hop day twenty six is not that ain't moving no needles right now. Absolutely, but we've not. never seen that before. That's true. We haven't. I mean, is like the closest thing. So hold on. Are you saying if that was like if little brother had four people, something like that? That's a good comparison. Yeah, like if little brother had, but but more so, like I guess you would have to see the doc to see how they were presenting boys to men. Okay. And kind of see what I'm talking about. But it was just less like this clean cut. You use so four like, chance to rap. They were comparing them to like Jodeci, H Town, and saying that's what the norm was for this groups. And then you got this group over here who's so much better and so much successful. I was just wondering, could that be duplicated in hip hop where you got like a hot boys, but it's on the complete other end of the spectrum. These niggas doing interviews talking about, I went to college and I was a quarterback and I was a student body, see whatever, but they could rap. They weren't Chance though. They weren't Chance the rappers, nigga. They was like Lil Wayne. People like Chance though, for some reason. A lot of people don't. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people don't like Chance. But you know what though? With with, with a hot record, anybody can do anything, honestly. That's a fact. We need the hip hop boy group, man. I think whoever figures that formula out in 2021 is gonna be massively successful. They'd have to be talking to the ladies. I don't even think so. Like Pretty Ricky. Not in 2021. (laughs) Not in 2021. And one nigga would have to sing. One nigga would have to sing. One of them have to sing. That's got to be able to sing. Easy. But the hip hop boy group in 2021, I think one million percent would work. Cooler TikTok videos and shit. Niggas would body it. Not dressed like Carlton. (laughs) Yeah, the Carltons. That would be their name. That would be Oh my God. Carltons. (laughs) Have a little dance, do the Carlton. Dude, that would be funny. (laughs) You at least getting a viral moment out of it. Yeah, you can do that. You go viral off the show. Oh, man, that's funny as fuck. Back to this Nas album, your man, Nasir Jones, back with another one. We talked about it. He rarely drops back to back. He did this time with the repeat, the King's Disease 1. He's got King's Disease 2, man, and produced almost entirely by Hit Boy. I know a couple of other people touched it or whatnot, but and this is his 14th studio album. I've been listening to it all weekend. I'm sure you've been listening to it. What were your thoughts initially when you when you press play? When we talked about this last week in the preview and talk about King's Disease, I told you what would determine it, and that's that Death Row song. So I went to that Death Row song, and I was ready for some hard drums and shit to hit, and it was some whack-ass story and I was told me <laughs> that I didn't like. So I was let down. I won't lie. And I started over from the beginning and the intro is good. You yep. go through the album. It's exactly what I expected when we were talking about the preview for this. It's not Illmatic. It's not Nas at his <clears throat> absolute best, which I don't expect him to give that type of focus at 40 years old to a rap album. You can tell he's mildly interested in doing it. And the songs are good. He got a producer that's very passionate in Hit Boy. And that comes out. And I think that that brings out the best of Nas at this stage of his career people like me you that have grown up in hip-hop and grown up with Nas there's a there's a certain echelon that we think of when we hear Nas there's a certain expectation that you have I don't think that he met that personally 
from a lyrical standpoint. But again, I understand everything that he has going on outside of this album. He's not the 19 year old that's focused on. It's got to make the best lyrics and it got to be this. I know he's not in that stage anymore. So for me to expect that isn't fair, but that's the career that Nas has built. Like he's that person. When I was talking earlier about consummate professionals, Nas is a rapper's rapper. And on this album, again, it sounds great. There's some good moments in there, but I can also tell that this wasn't his main focus. Yeah, first initial thoughts, man. And I was looking forward to this project. I know we touched on it briefly last week. I was looking forward to this. Um, I liked the last one a lot. Had it in my top 10, high on my top 10. And I've been waiting on whatever Hit Boy was going to put his keys, his, his Midas touch on next. So if it's another Nas album, cool, bring it on. I, and I liked it the first time. I, I just didn't, I didn't love it. You know what I'm saying? But I, I did like it though. The Death Row song, I didn't like the beat at first. Story. But then when you hear him telling the story, he was kind of ripping that shit though. So once, it, once I got past the beat and I heard uh, Hit Boy talking, he was like, yo, I was trying to make it to where like something Pac would have done or um, Johnny J, I, I believe that was his name that produced for Pac or whatnot. He wanted to kind of pay homage to that sound. So he took it to the West Coast with it. And it was okay. Nas saved it because he was ripping that shit. And so uh, that, like many others, I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. It's good. It, it's good. You know what I'm saying? Nothing. I didn't really cry. Nothing brought me to tears. You know what I'm saying? There was a couple of lines on there that made me want to cop the hoodie, though. I will say that. Like, he was rhyming on there. But it... it I wouldn't say he's not like hungry. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just see growth and that he doesn't even have to do this anymore. I think he alluded to it. He said, um, uh, went from like tech on the dresser to rich off tech in the Tesla. You know what I'm saying? Like he talking like big dog talk like that, which I fuck with personally. That's the line that got the hoodie copped actually. Um, so when you talking shit like that growth and sprinkling in like, investment gyms and stuff like grown man contemporary hip-hop boss talk i fuck with that because nas we talked about underrated earlier nas is an underrated businessman we know what he's doing in the booth but outside the booth he's cooking up a bag too so it's cool to hear him pop his shit he's talking his shit on here um i don't know if i'll revisit a bunch but i, I wasn't mad at it first listen though first listen i was cool you think nas is an underrated businessman I think so, man. I don't know if a lot of people know all the shit that he into. He into a lot of shit, man. We may it's know it because we follow it and we got and we report on it. So if they know it's because of us, you're welcome. But just a casual person, yeah. like I don't know if they know Nas and Ring and all this type of shit. <laughs> That's fair. I thought that was widely known, but again, it's Nas, so everything he do is kind of under the radar. When last um, time he done an interview? Like you don't hear Nas talk like it. That's true. But yeah, for me, again, it's not bad because Nas is Nas and he's going to put out good music. But I'm, I disagree with you about the hunger part. You can you can tell. And again, it, it may not be fair as a fan to critique him and say, well, you don't sound like you sound on your first album. Right? Well, yeah, that's not realistic. Yeah, that's not realistic. I get it. But I also can tell that there's more. He left something on the table like that. I ain't asking you to go put up 50. But I know you could have gave me 30 and you gave me 20. Mm. That's all I'm saying. And, and my example for that is just the structure of the album, putting it together. You put this out at King's Disease as a follow-up to King's Disease 2, which won a Grammy. There are a couple of places here where you could have hit home runs with features, and this album would have been way more impactful at like this what? stage in Nas's career. And the first song that I would say that on, man, if he had to put Future 
on that 40 side. Mm. All summer long, which Nas has never had probably since that Lauren Hill track, Be Against the World, boy, you got a jam right there. Just let Future get on there and do whatever Future type stuff he do. But if you had put him on that 40 side, oh my God. Well, that would have been nuts. But wait, that's not it. To my point of just like culture and impact and being tuned in, I think he just put out a CD saying, hey, I'm Nas and that's what he does. But Again, that future feature would have went a long way. Also on Store Run, my favorite song on the album. But if we're talking about culture, putting an album out and being impactful, getting the streams now, well, why Griselda not on that? Mm. Why Benny and Conway, like Nas, Benny and Conway? Yeah. And maybe even Westside on that? No, nah, no, nah, you, you, you can stop at Benny and Conway. We, we put Westside on there? No, nah, we no need, no need. <laughs> Last one, and I feel like this is also just like, boom, you just make an impact with the culture because you usually don't see this. Man, if you put currency on composure and not that hit boy wanna be currency. Oh His first one that bad though. It wasn't, oh, but yeah. it just sounded like knockoff currency. Oh, okay. Give me the real currency, you Nas, bro. I just feel like those three would have been home. And, and I know it's asking a lot. I'm daydreaming and playing armchair quarterback as a fan. But Nas should be able to pick up the phone. Like, I, I need future on this. Or somebody around him should be able to hear this and be able to say, this is what's going to impact the culture more. This is what's going to take this album from here to here. And Nas just stays in his career. And you always want that. So those are three things that miss. Love those songs, though. They yeah. still sounded good. But the first thing that I heard, especially with that 40, I said, boy, future had been on this. Come yeah, he, he he tried it with the um with the features, trying to make them impactful. Yeah. Uh, EPMD, obviously, you know what I'm saying, paying homage to them and having Eminem. Yeah. That's a big look. I don't know if that shit out of here, bro. Off the top of my head, I don't know Nas and Eminem what they've done before. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. It's 2021. Uh, That's my point. I ain't read like Nas don't need an Eminem verse, bro. Like it ain't no one cares. That's it moves. No, nah, it moves the needle. That's it for, still no, moves. It the doesn't. Needle. That's for old. Look at his like YouTube dude. videos, dude. Look at his you. Look at the YouTube Ooh. views on the song with Eminem. It's on, hands down the most. We talking about YouTube videos, and we talking about the streets, dude. Like the real deal. What dictates hip hop? Like, like, nigga, you know who's sitting at home watching YouTube? If if Nas one like that YouTube video is getting played by people inside. I'm talking about outside since it's back open for the summer, dude. Ain't nobody trying to hear Nas and Eminem, bro. You know that. He Ain't tried he, bumping that shit. He tried to, and he, he tried to go. He, no disrespect to them, but come on, bro. He, he tried to go outside the box putting YG and A Boogie together and then obviously having a big Lauryn Hill feature. And you said me against the world if i rule the world uh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. was the was the joint so he he tried with the features in my opinion um if if we can go we can go in reverse though because i'm gonna talk about what didn't what didn't hit for me before we talk about what we really really liked mm-hmm. speaking of the features i was looking forward to that charlie wilson ooh we and that motherfucker was slow the beginning was good they should have kept whatever that was in the beginning and did that the whole song those first like 15 seconds were bang that that song didn't do song. nothing for me and then the one right after that the brunch on sundays featuring the xxl freshman class member blast did nothing for me and it sounded like music soul child on there i was like who is this nigga sound blast? like music dude you must don't brunch on sundays no nah, i don't you gotta be a bruncher i'm watching football 
that's what brunch is. Well, football season hasn't started. So, <laughs> <go ahead. laughs> so that's a lie. Now, <laughs> I'm watching football on Sundays, man. Fuck that. Uh, we were waiting for my don't didn't likes. I mean, you kind of touched on them, but you can you the features, the yeah, lack of features. features. But if I'm going on specific songs, man, I I ain't fucking with the uh, EPMD and Eminem joint. Like people that know me, listen to this show, know that that it definitely is not my speed. Uh, but just overall, like just missing on those features, I feel like Nas is doing Nas on these songs. There's nothing here where I was extremely disappointed by. I can't say I can't believe Nas did that. So I, I, I it's a fair decent album everything was average or above so i don't really have anything that sticks out that i hated other than the charlie wilson song yeah that's all one shit um if i had to pick joints with the hoodie i forgot i'm sorry hey buddies with the hood whatever and that feature was trash why he ripped it but i do some sloth hey boogie is i don't get it that's over my head usually i just say i don't get it and let people live because i know that they got their big followings and what they do and i just think it's over my head and i may be a little watched but i i genuinely think hey boogie some slaw yeah he's slaw. i don't know what that's about i think kids crazy to me dude i think kids fuck with them though that's it it's kids because of the melodies is it because yeah like they this is easy to remember that's crazy that's yeah i think so man he's some slaw um If I had to go join, what do you think I, about that Lauren Hill verse? I wasn't mad at that. It sounded like she hadn't rapped in a long time, but she started picking up steam in the middle of it, though. She said some shit in there. She was ripping it. No, she said Damn. some shit. It, 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 she sounded a little rusty, just a little bit when it first came out the gate, though. A little rusty. People were killing me, though. Like they were waiting for the Lauren Hill verse. Like they were. That's a big like, deal. Come on, bro. That's, to some, that's a big deal to some people, though. You know that. We there. Come on now. Who is that a big deal? Three P. <laughs> no. The people that complain about her being late to every venue, that's who that's a big deal. That, no, to. that that sold out crowd that stands there and early I, and knowing she's been saying that. And I'm not even saying that in the sense of Lauren Hill didn't rip it and she can't rap. Like she's extremely talented. But come on, bro. I wasn't mad at it. I like that song though. That's all right. I, I wasn't mad at that. Mad Ones at that I really, really liked though was absolutely store on. That oh song is crazy. Love it. Um, I like 40 side too, even though I was a little I was a little scared with the Migo flow at the beginning. I was like, oh, what is what is Nas? What Nas? What are you doing? What are you doing? But I it worked. It worked. He was ripping it. And he only did that on one song. He didn't give me a whole album of that, which I would have been definitely afraid of. Um, and then I like my Bible too. I thought he was ripping that as well. So uh, those are probably three of my favorite joints on here, man. Which ones that stuck out to you? I love Nas popping his shit on Store Run. Man, you know that's what? that shit. Run that back it's numerous times. Yeah. Do you know what it made me think of, though? <clears throat> Do you think this is a response? Do you remember when Dipset was going at Nas? Yeah. Was you into that? Yeah. Do you know that Jim Jones said, I'll send you to the, the store, little nigga, and knock your koofy off? Yeah, I remember that. You remember that? That's true. I own <laughs> the store, nigga. Did you hear at the end of this when Nas was like, nigga, you ain't sending me to the store. I own this. Do you think that he waited this long to respond to that? He couldn't That was have. the first thing that I was like, damn, this nigga talking to Jim Jones, ain't he? He Jim couldn't Jones have. definitely said, I will send you to the store. You a little nigga. That's funny. But that is one of my favorite songs on there, man. I love that. Y'all check out that. I don't know what song it was when he said that about Nas, but that's when they was going in on each other. Um, I like Nas is good, too. I love when niggas pop that shit, uh, especially Nick Legends. Then you know where they stand with this. It's the Tesla line that you were talking about. Love that. But those are my two favorite albums. Heart immediately add to playlists. Uh, when you just play random music, those two are definitely there. Uh, so that's what worked for me. Another. Uh, no. 
I'm gonna say what what else worked was the production. I think yeah, he Hit Boy. Yeah, Hit Boy did his thing. Him and Hit Boy have a good chemistry. Shout out to Jay Hove. He said this earlier in the chat. Said Nas found his forty a little bit too late in his career. Mm. Um, of course, we know forty is the man behind a lot of Drake shit. That chemistry is undeniable. Um, that's kind of what he was alluding to. Like they got that type of chemistry where this could have been. They could have had a mean run had this been 2010, maybe 05. You know what I'm saying? Like they, we could have got a, a a nice catalog out of this, but instead Nas is pushing 50. He doesn't need to rap anymore. It's not the same. So it's like, damn, it's a little late in the career, man. But that that kind of sucks. But I thought that was a good analogy though to 40 and Drake. I credit Hit Boy for that relationship too. When if you heard that IG rant. When he was talking about niggas be showing the studio and they have a hundred people in there and yep. all of this different stuff going on and just doing everything. And he was talking about him and Nas's process and how it's just me and him. Yep. We just lock in. I think that that goes a long way for the producer. The rapper gonna rap. Like yeah, Nas sure. got a million things going on. It just so happened he's Nas and he's really, really good at this. Yeah. So he can just show up and do his thing, but it helps the producer if it's just me and you and I can really get to know you. Like it ain't niggas running the blunts and motherfuckers drunk yeah. in the background, bitches over there twerking. Like yeah. it's just me and you and I can really figure out what you want for this album. That goes a long way to like what you saying with the 40 thing with Drake. Cause that's how, probably how Drake recorded. I know it ain't a room full of motherfuckers other than when they writing it down. But when they record it- Let's not be disrespectful. Probably, when, when they writing it down, it's probably a hundred people in there. <laughs> but when you're recording it, I'm sure it's just 40 and Drake and they can, cause they really know each other. Hey, add this here. I, I think that's really dope, but that's a good analogy. Yeah, man. What um on, on a scale of one to five, if I had to rate this, I would go three and no, nah, I would go, I would go four. It's banging. It's bang. No, nah, well, no, nah, I take it back. Let me tone it down just a little bit. I would say three and a half. It's banging. I'll say mm. three and a half. I'm going to go three reels worth checking out. Cool little hey Nas album is out, man. Today we can turn it up, sun out, windows down, air conditioning on, or whatever. And just ride the Nas, a, a perfect summer weather release. So I'm gonna go definitely three worth checking out. This is this is cleaning the house music, and I mean that with all due respect, because yeah. I'm washed. And so when a nigga gotta do shit yeah. like that at the grill, errands and shit, you, you can play this and be straight yeah. though. I'm running to get a haircut real quick. I feel good and got you know sauced up. This is definitely that type of music, man. I agree, but no, but it nothing on there. <sighs> Cause I, you so you saying the other one was better than this? Yeah. Well, I feel like the other one he just cared more. Like there's a little bit. Yeah, something to prove. Yeah, there's a little bit more effort there. Cause it was closer to four forty four. Jay, like you, whether they want to admit it or not, there's still a silent competition. I can't believe a Jay Z track or something to come out. That's true. When his Nas album came out, but there's still some quiet competition there, and I think that coming off of four forty four, Nas was inspired to do that King and design. coming off at Kanye that he kind of felt a certain wow, way about that really wasn't he really didn't want to do that we've yeah. come to find out so I feel like yeah he had to prove himself a little bit and then this is just being in the groove I may as well do it like I seen the success of the last one I may as well put the King disease out especially if I can give you four or five like bangers like he did so I, I ain't mad at it I, I, I respect it a lot more than I did last week in anticipation for it that's fair. Will it make your top 10? Is it likely to make no, the top 10? I doubt it. Not this mm. year. Because you still got it's been, I think it's gonna be a cold winter. 
Like you got you got some shit coming, I believe. Like you got yeah. Drake coming, Kanye I coming. Think, yeah. I think you still got who? <laughs> <laughs> I think you still got somebody from TDE coming. I, I think that there's a schoolboy, J Rock, Kendrick Lamar, hopefully somewhere down the road that's gonna be in their top ten. Um, you know, we're sleeping on that sci-high. If that the, the, if the that greatest out. album of all time that he said he got cooking, if that drops, because I was into that no dope on Sundays the other day. And, it, and it's special. I'll reserve a spot if SI come out. Absolutely. You're right. Like that, that's a spot reserve. That no dope on Sundays was banging. I listened to that the other day too. Man. Um, guys, y'all let us know what y'all think, man. Nas King's disease two. Does it live up to the first one? Is it watching the first one? Do you need another Nas album? Are you here for it? Let us know in the rap chat group on Facebook and in the comments on IG at on deck TV show. And when you go to the YouTube, let us know how many reels you rated, man. When you see these review shows, we go on a scale of one to five, similar to the source back mm -hmm. in the days. If you remember, how many reels is that Nas King's Disease 2 album? Absolutely, man. Um, we got some wins and some losses. First W, another W for the locks after having a big dog versus win. They got the key to the city to Yonkers, where they're originally from, man. Very dope look for the locks, putting Yonkers on the map. Absolutely, man. Shout out to the PR team of the locks, man. They've been living the luxurious life post-versus, man. They really took advantage of what a versus stage could do to you, man. I, I, again, I just really enjoyed them guys being professionals, like professional rappers. They're showing you how you're supposed to play the game. Oh, I'm coming off a big event, up oh, promo, check here, up oh, check there. Light work, my ninja, yeah. I love it. Speaking of light work, nobody wanted any smoke with Sheik the whole yeah. time. We said that on here. You remember <laughs> when we went to that live show, bro? I still, like, I, I can't, I'm still shocked at how big dude is. <laughs> Like it's it's when you got like when you got a nigga like that in your threesome pause. Whoa! <laughs> when you got a nigga like that in the, as part of the crew, man, you gonna pop off. He yeah, can, you can because he the equalizer. Because he he gonna take three guys and 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 completely manhandle, dog walk, obliterate whatever verbiage you want to use right there, nigga. You you better have a gun. If you you come in to fight with Sheik, bro, you gonna lose. That's a lose. That's a L. That's a fact. Like he was fucking uh, with Cameron. I promise Cameron probably would have fought any other nigga had there not been. Like that nigga was pulling Cameron's shoe off. Cam don't play like that, nigga. Big nigga 6'9", 380, though. You gotta quit playing, bro. Come on. You gotta be like it. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, dog. Speaking of L's, man, Rallo Rodriguez. <clears throat> now, y'all saw the little baby uh, tour was announced. Featuring LaDirk, uh, Coy Leroy, and Rallo Rodriguez. Well, unfortunately, it doesn't look like he'll be making it. Uh, he's turning himself in this week, right before the tour starts, stemming from a charge that he got in uh, November 2019, man. So the tour is called Back Outside, and it sucks because he'll be going inside. Damn, young Rallo, man. Big opportunity to them uh, for him to be able to expand and work on his craft. People have been fucking with Rallo, too, man. So hopefully the best thing comes out of that for him. Yeah, that's ugly. Um, interesting about that tour, no Atlanta or Chicago date, even though it's Lil Baby and Dirt. Thought that was strange. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Don't you think they would have Atlanta and Chicago dates? They got 30 other dates. I can understand the Dirt not having Chicago. Why not? Because you don't want the violence. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. It's, it's just, 
yeah, 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 I can it, imagine who coming to that show. Yeah, according to the news right now, it's ultra violent in Chicago. I'm not sure how much of that I believe, yeah. but if I'm dirty and I'm being responsible, I don't want. I ain't really having no concert in the summer, fresh outside, like with everything going on. I'm cool, so I could see him missing that. Atlanta, I don't know. I don't know what little baby got going on. W to Quavo's assistant. Uh, Quavo claims that he pays his assistant five thousand dollars a day. Says he's already a millionaire. Cozy gig. That's that's dope. Uh, that's that's dope, cap. Like, is what you meant to say. That's cap. You don't believe he paying his assistant that? Fuck no. Quavo? Bro, what? Yeah, Quavo. What is this, bro? Cadillac Rack? What are you trying to do? Go see him go broke the fastest? Like, why would you pay an assistant five thousand a day? The nigga was holding his umbrella, dude. That was a flex. Uh, let's see. You're not paying Fonsworth Bentley five thousand a day, dude. I'm sorry. How much is that a week? That's a lot. <laughs> talking that's about, you talking that's about thirty bands, dude. Thirty thousand dollars. Thirty thirty-five. Thirty-five. Well, thirty. Probably six days. You are gonna get some one day at least, or maybe two. So let's call it 30 a week. That's nuts. 30, bro. 60, 90, 120K a month. Yeah, no, bro. No, 1.2 a year? Stop, bro. At least that's uh, uh, 10 months is 1.2. No, bro. So, I mean, that ain't, it's Quavo, though, bro. Bro, you're, if I'm Quavo, I'm not spending a million for a nigga to hold my fucking umbrella, dude. Oh, bro, Don't even rain like that in Atlanta, dude. Of course he do more than that. He like roll up. Like all of the good stuff, all the stuff that Quavo don't want to do. He now a million dollars is a lot of money. Like I don't know why he pays him that much, but I mean the way these niggas waste money, I could see that. Like you wouldn't do like if if bro if if you were making the type of money that Quavo make, I'm sure that there's niggas around that you would just pay a million dollars because they your homeboy. Like, They'd they have to do something him. though. I mean, like, and, yeah, and holding my umbrella is be your homeboy. That's what they could do. They're, they're nah. being your your friend. You trying to nigga? I like MC that's Hammer. Nigga? No, uh, <laughs> that's what happened to MC Hammer, dude. Haven't we learned? You're not. No, you're not doing it for thirty people though. <laughs> nigga ain't got a team. He have fifteen umbrellas right there, nigga. It's one person, nigga. Like I, 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 the thought process with that, I feel like if if you are Quavo and you're making that type of money, you put somebody in a position where you. You're going to overpay them and they're going to be making legal money. And that way it can trickle down. Now they can hire. So I'm sure this nigga, this nigga better have an assistant. The assistant got to have an assistant. Like if, if I'm making a million dollars a year from Quavo, the most I'm doing is calling niggas and be like, hey, bro, go pick this up. Cause I'm paying them. That's I'm using some of that million to pay them. Now I ain't got to do shit, but like dictate and, and delegate. That's hey, a fact. Nigga, you supposed to be over here with the chips and shit, bro. Where you at? I guess I'm ordering, I'm ordering fucking Ubers and shit like that. I'll pay a nigga a million dollars for that if I was quite blind. Ain't no way in hell. Um, I mean, bonus I bill. About that. That's a million dollars worth of words off my plate. Possibly. If I'm paying you a million dollars, very little. Like, just think of the little shit you ain't got to worry about no more. I ain't got to order Ubers. I ain't got to pay for no tabs. Like, you're taking care of all of that, my nigga. <laughs> Clearly. You're taking care of. I just got to be Quavo. Bonus W to Quavo's ex, Sweetie, for the McDonald's meal that launched today. You gonna go fuck with that? Disgusting. <laughs> Sweetie. Have crazy. you seen how her shit looked though? Yeah. Have you ever seen her eating on Instagram though? Like no. this plays right in her brain. Really? Like, She'd be, she be disgusting with it. Oh my God. I ain't know that. It's mad. Like, look, you can Google it. Like, look up her like Saudi eating. Like, it got the YouTube montage of it, I'm sure, for sick niggas out there. But like, she be going in like she's some nasty shit. Like she's. Ah uh, no, nah, I'm not. Nah, it's, 
That explains the deal, though. That makes that explains sense. Explains why Quavo left. Nigga been wanting to leave. He seen that shit on Instagram. His bitch eating like it. He's like, nigga, wow. she she customizes the. She put the nuggets in between the Big Mac bun and put sauce on top of the bun. I was like, what is this? That's nuts. Got the fries. The fuck on the is bun. this? That's nuts, man. Um, she, like I said, she eats like that though. Nah, if you go a- check her Instagram, she like have shit on her burger. She be falling. That shit's nasty. Man. That's wild. Um, on Decker of the Week, man, goes to my guy, Twan, Twan Sounds. He left a comment in the Facebook group rap chat. This was under the uh, most delayed albums episode. He named a couple. Um, Dr. Dran Ice Cube, the Helter Skelter Project. You can cancel that. Outcast 10 the Hard Way. You can cancel that. And Dr. Dran Timberland, chairman of the boards. We really ain't getting that. But damn, that's, those are fantastic three that we forgot about. Salute to my guy, Tuan. Shout out to him, man. He been sitting on those. Don't nobody remember that chairman of the boards. Dre and uh, Timberland forgot about that. That's a hard tie. That's a hard name for him. That's hard. That is 100%. Fact. <laughs> Shout out to Tuan, man. Day one on Decker out here, man. Before before even this. Absolutely. Way go comment, like, subscribe. Let us know how you feel about the show. Continue to support so we can keep taking it to larger levels. We got to put on for me this week, man. But I got a different kind of put on. There's two of them. First, the traditional podcast, the Israel Klein show. Uh, Israel Klein had Nicole Hannah Jones, who was over the 1619 Project. You may know her. She lost her job in North Carolina because of the 1619 Project. She's spearheading the whole teaching um what they're trying to stop the teaching in school of behind the 1619 project. But she was on a podcast with Ta-Nehisi Coates, uh, the guy who wrote the case for reparations in the New Yorker. Fantastic episode, man. It's the Israel Klein show. You guys check that out. It was really, really good. And my second put on, I was laying in the bed trying to go to sleep thinking about this. And it was such a layup, man. This is an idea put on. Okay. So what's my man name? Um, I can't think of his name. Now the guy that did uh black as fuck on Netflix. Uh Kendra, I mean um that Burns Burris. Ken, Kendra Burris, some shit like that. That guy. Yeah, the guy the that non-funnish. Did the guy that did grown-ish, blackish. Why isn't there a rap-ish, dude? It would be fire. Now let me let me let me get a premise to you. The rap-ish. There's a couple ways you can go with this. You can have Ja Rule in there making fun of himself, constantly threatening a 50 visit, like him trying to get his, like, however the blackish shit go. You can have Puff being Puff with blackish type shit, well, rapish. You can have Eminem and play off him being a white person and, and a white rapper in it. You can have Will Smith doing the last album back to TV, a season of that. Mm-hmm. Snoop, the layup. But rapish, Kendra Burr's. Holler at me. We can hash it out. Either one of those five people. That'll be fire sitcom because we need, I need something to watch on TV as well. I thought about this because there's nothing on right now. But rapish coming off blackish and grownish. Fire. You know you like it. You're a hater. Skipish, oh nigga. You can't be that big of a hater. You know that's fine. First of all, dude is like not funny. But you still like, you would have to like this. Yeah, I don't like none of you. All the shows you named are some slaw. That's but nice. you don't like blackish. There is a show called Rap Shit coming soon to HBO Max. Issa Rae is writing it. It's yeah, a thirty yeah, minute comedy city girl stuff. That's that's different. This would be more like I, I understand what that is. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like curb your enthusiasm, but on ABC with the rapper. 
him like he is the rapper already, like the famous rapper. And just kind of weird, everyday, funny shit happening to yeah, him. That would be fire, man. Like, just, just imagine if you did that around Ja Rule. That would be funny. That would be funny. And That'd you be got funny 50 to come on there one time, but they ain't have to be in the same room or something. <laughs> Fucking hilarious, dude. Um, what you got to put us on? I got a medium put on. Shout out to, I was in the movies last week, saw the Suicide Squad. In the movies? Shit was on HBO Max. Yeah, but I went to the movies. I like the experience, man. IMAX. Um, it was cool. I would recommend just watching it on HBO Max. <laughs> My point is that. That's what I should have done. I was it was cool. It, it wasn't small, though. It wasn't you small. You got to see part one? I did see part one, but you don't you have, have to see, see part two. one. To, you should, but you don't have to to see this. You don't have to. But part one is just it's about on the same level. Part two is a little bit better, though. It's watchable, though. You should check it out. The preview, the, the marketing for this one was good. It made me actually want to see it. Yeah, they doing yeah, it it is and it's anti like Marvel shit. So like and it's rated R too, so they got busy in there. For those who care about uh, that. That Stan Lee podcast I sent you though, that shit was fire. That shit was fire. I need to finish that. I had no idea Stan Lee wouldn't get money off the Marvel movies. That shit was crazy. It's called like Wondery Business Marvels or something like that. Y'all check that out. Shout out to my edge up too, man. God it's mid. damn, dude. It's mid. It's, mid. Hey. it's regular Rose, as fuck. I'm coming for you. Regular than a motherfucker. I like that shit when you edit in this dude. Put a little flash right there and shit. Absolutely. Give me all of that good shit. On that note, guys, it's been fun. Until the next time, we shall see you on Deck TV podcast. Excuse me, on Deck TV show on YouTube. Make sure you search and subscribe and patreon.com slash realville for new album reviews all month. Until the next time, man, we out. We are out.